Welcome to episode 12, 12 of Auto Off Topic. I'm your host, Brad. And I'm your other host, Andrew. Evening, Andrew. Evening. Uh, weather was decent over the weekend. Now it's raining and gross, but... Yeah, and it's, it's actually snowing up my way. Oh, yeah. You're like 20 minutes north. 20 minutes north. Oh, I yep. heard that noise. Hold on. Yep. I put my phone down. We'll get away from the mic cable. I'm trying. Uh, amateur hour over here. Ah, oh, Failed. Gave me control to start the episode, and I blew it. Mm-hmm. I uh, took the Montero skiing. For maybe the last road trip of the Montero, if somebody buys it? Yeah, hopefully somebody buys it relatively soon. soon. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't have to hang on to Obviously, it, it made it all the way there and all the way back. And was yeah. Was an issue? It was like 180 miles. Round trip or one way? Round trip. Okay. It's not too bad. No. She didn't go real far up then. No. No. That truck drives real nice, though. I'll probably miss that truck. I'm sure you will. Rides rides pretty decently. Rides a lot better than my short wheelbase with leaf springs. It was funny because I was like, "Huh, this doesn't this doesn't ride as smooth." And I realized that the the seat got locked, the bouncy seat. Oh, really? At some so you, point, it didn't yeah. have like the extra the extra suspension seat that the yeah, <laughs> the little bus driver. I I prefer to think of it as like an eighteen wheeler. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's like an over the road truck driver. Yeah. There you go. Speaking of which. You got nothing. No, you bought. Oh, I bought a truck. Yeah, yeah. Finally, we've been talking about buying a truck. I finally yeah. bought a truck. Actually, today I picked it up. Yeah, I finished the paperwork and everything a couple of days ago. I had a couple of things to go through in the service. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I bought a truck, an '05 Silverado 2500 uh, diesel with the Duramax diesel and the Allison transmission, and it's. Uh, I've been driving it for you know a few hours now. It's not pretty good. It's not like a rock. It rides like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty comfortable. It's got you know the cushy leather seats, and it was a pretty uh, high end truck when it was new. The heated leather and um, big center console, and it's a really nice truck. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. It's probably a fifty thousand dollar truck when it was new. It was probably up there. Um, I'm being attacked by the dog right now. It's okay. I'm petting him. Probably why. All right. All right. Go ahead, so. Um Yeah. No. It was a pretty. Uh, it's a pretty nice truck, and uh, it's <laughs> he's on my lap now. All right. Get down. Enzo, come here. Um, so yeah, I'll be using that to uh, next next step is to buy a trailer and yeah. start hauling some cars around. Yep. And obviously, we'll start with your truck, right? So I have a couple of uh, couple of people that have been interested in some of the cars that I'm selling actually this week, so that's good. So hopefully, I can sell one of them pretty quick and uh, use the proceeds to buy a trailer mm-hmm. and uh, head out west and pick up your new truck. That's right, new to you truck. So we both have new trucks. That's right. And that was basically that was our project car updates. Because yes. Montero, I I put up for sale officially. It's on Craigslist. It's on Vine. Yep. It's on the Montero USA garage sale page. Yes, which is on Facebook. Which is on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. That's if but you're ever a Montero owner or a want to be a Montero owner. Yes. It's definitely a good yes. place to join up. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, the Dakar ended. It did. Did you watch the ending of it? I did. It's pretty impressive after like five thousand miles. Starting to be so close that you know, within five minutes of each exactly. other. Exactly. I was a little upset that I, mean, I couldn't be upset because it was a really good finish, but it was kind of it was a little anticlimactic on the last day that there really was no chance for um, Loeb to catch Loeb to, to catch up to Hansel. But I don't know. it was it was still pretty good watching the second to last. At day. least during most of it, they didn't give any like team orders. There were no team orders, which is awesome. But they, actually, they didn't need team orders because they, <laughs> Peugeot finished one, two, three. Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think Hansel or Loeb would either. Either one of them would listen to a team order, let the other one win. So 
I and they both have such an impressive career overall that it doesn't even matter who wins. I'm going to call it now that Loeb will win next year, just because he's already second place in his second outing. Yeah, they're just going to get better at it. They're just he's just going to master it. That's just what just that like guy, everything else he that's does. That's what the that guy does. Yeah. So he came, he saw, he conquered. Yeah. Never did it again. The, we'll have to do something else. Uh, the car is very he'll fast. A, he'll be in a NASCAR next. Yeah. The car is very fast. It was very yeah. good. It was very good. French. Uh, motorcycles, KTM one. Yep, again. Yeah, it's, they're the most impressive off-road motorcycles right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, but, it, but it was the first for a British rider. It was Sam Sunderland. Yeah, even though he's not from Great Britain. Oh, really? No, he lives in the Middle East somewhere. In Qatar, I think, or something like that. Yeah, but he's a, he's, he's a, originally from Great Britain. So he's an yeah. expatriate, but yeah. th- that's why he was good in the desert stuff because they said he has, you know rides in. And that's what they they interviewed him after one of the one of the legs of it. It's like, how was it out there? And he's like, well, I live in the sand, so it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kamaz won. I guess that wasn't a surprise either. Yeah, in the big trucks. Yeah, uh, I don't know who won the quads because it was a Russian. Yeah, and I it was know. the first time a Russian ever won anything other than the big truck class. No, Which was kind of cool. Oh, in quads? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a Russian rider on the quad. And it was yeah. the first time that... Because yeah. Russians they dominate the truck class because yeah. they make those big trucks yeah, pretty I, well. I don't know the names because I don't want to butcher them. So it's just the... I'm Kamaz. not even... Gonna, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you weren't even saying the truck name wrong. <laughs> no, I, well, on the covers they call it Kamaz. Yeah. So that's, why, that's how I say it. And uh, also, so Dakar kind of kicks off like motorsports... For the year, unless you're in America, there's Daytona 500. Yeah, well, there's something before the Daytona 500, which, which is way the, cooler. The Rolex 24. Yep. So I've been wanting to go for like years, like many, many years. Just I like endurance racing. Uh, it's like to me the Daytona, the track, is like a temple to speed the United States. It's like one of the great American tracks. Yep. Like Indianapolis or Daytona or Laguna Seca. Oh, sorry, Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca. Right. Gotta get that money. Yeah, so <laughs> I always wanted to go. I said uh, YOLO, and I bought some tickets and plane tickets, and I bought tickets to the race and a pit pass, and I'm gonna fly down Saturday morning, stay up all night, and fly back Sunday afternoon. So you're just gonna really like, really just going for it. No, it's like you're driving in the Rolex. Why do you need to? There's no need to go down and get a hotel room. There's I'm absolutely just... no need to stay in Florida if you're not doing something anyway. So literally going down for a day. Sorry, Florida listeners. Well, whatever. You have to get out. You know, it's like, well, from where we are near Boston, the JetBlue flights into Orlando, which is an hour away, were like super cheap. Yep. It was like under $200 to go down on a round Saturday trip? morning. Yeah. Well, on, on a Saturday morning. Okay. It was like 192 For a round trip ticket? No. Nope. Oh, one, one way. Okay. But to come back, I'll have to leave the track at like noontime. So, you know, endurance racing, it could be like a total bust by that time. There's like two hours left. It could be the Hope, race could yeah. be over, or there could be. <laughs> Hopefully, somebody's four hundred laps up on somebody else, and you don't have to miss a photo finish. Yeah. Oh well, because the flight back leaves at like three o'clock or something, and you want to get to the airport, obviously, and return the car. And yeah, everything. and it was only um, it was eighty four dollars. So I was like, yeah, that's uh, ridiculous. And then the next one after it was like over two hundred. So I was like, eh, I'll just take the eighty four dollar one mm-hmm. and miss two hours, whatever, because I'll be back here at five o'clock. On Sunday. On Sunday. That's awesome. So leave 8 a.m. Saturday, back 5 o'clock Back to on work Sunday. on Monday morning. Yep. Not a problem. It. I love it. It's perfect. Air travel is amazing. Yeah. And JetBlue is good, too, for, for decent price flights. I've always had good luck with JetBlue. So. The other thing, too, a bunch of new cars this year are running. Okay. There's the G4 GTs? Four GTs will be running that I missed last year. I didn't get to see them yep. anywhere. Mid-engine Porsche this year? Yep. 
the Lexus is running RCF I think, okay. in GT Le Mans. I could be wrong. I'd look into it too deeply. Uh, the Lamborghinis are running. A bunch of GT cars. Okay. And then the new, they got rid of the Daytona prototypes. And those are now the uh, LMP2 cars. So it's basically the same thing, just reclassed. No, no, no. Totally different chassis. Okay. So remember the way the, uh, like the, the Corvette, the Corvettes, not the Corvettes, the Corvette prototypes were? Yeah, they were those just are, Corvettes in name only. <laughs> yeah, those those are the Daytona prototypes. Those are gone. Okay. So they got rid of those. So the class that had those and like the R10s and stuff. So now they these. moved into stuff that looked more like, looks more like the Mazda car. The the red Skyactiv car. It's an LMP2 with the big wing down the middle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. so, now they'll, so now it's Cadillacs instead of Corvettes. Okay. So that's cool. Same car, same motor. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how the Cadillac engine really differs from a GM. It it's, it's a GM power plant, yeah, right? It can't. It can't possibly different. be that. Different. Just mar- at this point, it's just marketing. Yeah, it's it's LS based. I'm sure. Yeah, even the the, the CTS V and the Corvette are the same engine, so it's not. Yeah, it's not, it's not even a stretch. It's just marketing. Mm-hmm. But it's it's cool regardless that there is a Cadillac endurance racing car. Yes. Well, it's always been for you know, even the 50s. There was a Cadillac endurance racing car, like at uh, Le Mans, mm-hmm. the uh, 1955 Le Monster. You ever seen that one? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. That. that was that was a Cadillac. They they have they have a history in in, in some a small history in racing, but they have a history in racing. Mm-hmm. The mark of any good car manufacturer back in the day was racing success. So, yep. Well, but that should be fun. I'm a little jealous. I'd like to go, but maybe next year. Yeah. Well, there's also I mean, there's still Sebring's another good track down there to check out, which I haven't been to. I've never been there either. Yeah. But you've been in the Daytona 500. I've never. I been did that. a similar trip to the Daytona 500 actually yeah. when I was a probably a preteen, early teenage years with my father because he used to have tickets to the Daytona 500 every single year. Mm-hmm. So we went down. One, it was one year we flew down there the day before, drove to the track, watched the race, drove back to the the. My uncle actually lived down there at the time. Drove back to his condo, and uh, flew out of there the next day. So it was that was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, I'm not a huge NASCAR fan anymore. I was at the time. The sport has changed so much that I'm not really into it, it was anymore. Different in the '90s. It was a lot different. It was a lot more competitive. A lot less. I guess there's a lot less fanfare surrounding it. It wasn't as like drama and all this other stuff you see with NASCAR now, and the points, the chase, and all this weird like race car playoffs. It, it was. It wasn't what it is now. It was. It was just a little more. I don't want to call it grassroots because it was certainly a multi-million dollar sport, but it was a little more, a little more normal than it is now. Yep. More enjoyable than it is now. Mm-hmm. So but, I, I have been there for that, and it is a cool track, and it's definitely cool to see. Um, our seats were actually on the tri-oval, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool, because he had the same tickets since my grandfather started getting them in the 60s. Yeah. So every year they built new grandstands. Previous year ticket holders got upgraded, like a first rights of refusal for the upgraded seats. Mm-hmm. So we literally sat, I think it was three rows behind the flagman. That's cool. Yeah, so you could literally see everything on the whole track. But unfortunately, NASCAR got greedy, and uh, they turned that into you couldn't buy those tickets as tickets anymore, and you had to buy this like multi thousand dollar week long pass. And we're like, well, we can't spend multi thousand dollars every year for one ticket to a race, so we had to let it go. I spent less on the tickets to go to Daytona than I've spent on tickets to go to the three hour race at Lime Rock. For whatever reason, it's cheaper, maybe because it's a bigger place, and they just they they sell more tickets. Yeah, it's <laughs> bringing over more people. But no it, it was like $60 for a ticket to just walk around everywhere. It's all yeah, general admission. It's like $80 to go to Lime Rock. Yeah. And then it was like another 45 bucks for a pit pass. I was like, all right, whatever, I'm there. 
might as well get a pay pass. And then there, and then in the shopping cart, it said something about breakfast for like that Sunday morning. I was like, sure, a buffet breakfast. Could I'm be gonna, a bowl of cereal. I don't care. Yeah. But for the ten dollars it costs, yeah. all right. Yeah, I'm gonna want that. So yeah, absolutely. So it'll be worth it. It'll be fun. I'll take a bunch of pictures. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll have uh, to put a link to everything up and put an article up somewhere, and mm-hmm. should be. Uh, I can't wait to see the coverage. I'm sad I'm not going to be there. I'll have to watch from my couch, whatever I can. I don't know what coverage is going to be on TV this year. Basically, that's what happened. The coverage is so bad, I you decided to, go to there. Yeah. fly there instead. <laughs> well, I remember last – was was it Daytona last year that was split between, like, Fox Sports 2 and then the Fox Sports Online? Probably. And they, then – They do that with all of them. And then they had put the finish or something back on Fox Sports 2 and they interrupted it for a soccer game or it was something yeah, stupid. Yeah, it's too much to ask year. to just – let it run for 24 hours. Yeah, apparently it is. Every like, maybe, maybe they charge you more for a ticket. <laughs> ugh, so dumb. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, scale project updates? Any of those? Uh, not a ton. I got a little burnt out working on the Evo kit. Uh, only because that stupid black window trim that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to put it down. I started working on an old 69 Camaro kit that I had lying around. The Yanko Camaro kit. Typical Revell kit. Nothing to really talk about. I'll put some pictures up. Somewhere. The other day, I was like... I saw, I got the email from uh, 1999.jp. .co.jp. It's .co.jp. Yeah, it's the online hobby shop based in Japan. Is it? It's not Hobby Link, it's Hobby Search. Hobby Search, yeah. So, but in there, they also sell American kits, which I don't buy them from them because it's... No, because you can buy them here. Uh, yeah. But if you're in Japan, you'd buy them from them. Yeah. But anyway, they had, uh, it was, I don't know if it's a new casting for Revell. It was like the, it was a black and white. NASCAR style 57 Chevy. It's but it fairly was, new. But it wasn't a Bel Air yeah, kit. Yeah, it's a 210 kit. It's a 210 kit. Yeah, I was a, like, it's that's a fairly kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy that for the next kit to build. Okay. I don't know why. I just feel like building a 50s car for some reason. Well, when you do get ready to build a 50s car, I'll also build a 50s car and we'll do a team build again. But okay. we had to finish the Evos first. Yeah, that that's coming next. I'll, I'll get back to that. I've been working on the Evo 10. Yeah, the pre-painted it was, it pre-painted kit. Yeah. It's so nice. Why doesn't everything come pre-painted? Because it's not the, top, not the same. Might as well buy a diecast. No, it's different from the diecast. I don't see. That's what I don't buy a ton of diecasts because I like the act of assembling them. So, at least being pre-painted, I get to assemble it. Okay. So it feels like I did something. I mean, the, there are some really nice diecasts. Absolutely. I like, I like yeah, put them on the shelf, but collected diecasts for a while. But I just want to build stuff. That's why I like that uh, the Caterham kit, the Lego kit, because I just got put it to, together. Put yeah. it together. Um, I'm actually excited for the new Lego Batman movie coming out because yes. it means that I'll get to build a lot more Legos with my daughter. Nice. Because she loves Batman and she loves Legos. Yes. So it's perfect. The um, did you? Oh, this is why I, I was thinking about this when I was putting together the Evo kit because it told me in one step like I was getting ready to put the body together, which I've I've. Got the front bumper glued on and the headlight uh, buckets glued in and a couple other things. And it's moving them right along. I'll probably do quite a bit after this. After you leave tonight, I'll, I'll go back upstairs and start working on it again. But anyway, in the instructions, it was like at step like five, it was like put windows in. I was like, no, I'm not going to put the windows in yet because I still got to handle this thing a lot. Yeah, fingerprints all the inside of it. Yeah, or you might drip glue on them. Or... Yep. So do you ever – how often do you follow the instructions – in order in a kit, I haven't in years. <laughs> I know. Or do you even? Li- I, re- I reference them every now and again for a part that looks weird. I don't know exactly where it goes, and then which s- is very rare nowadays. Like a simple kit, I might not even open the directions, right? Yeah, not even at all. Like this Ravel Camaro kit that I'm building, 
Like, I've, we've been building basic Ravel American car kits since we were children, and I, I, I could not even look at the directions once, and it'll be fine. Well, you don't always do it, because sometimes you got to build stuff in a sub-assembly, and then it needs to be painted. Right. Or you need to glue bumpers on before you paint the body. Or yep. and things. Just, the things you just learned over the years. It's they, just like our discussion about mechanics the other day. Like we kind of, it's hard for us to quantify skill sets and mechanics the same way it's kind of hard for us to describe to somebody else how to build a model because we've been doing it for so long. It just comes naturally at this point. I know because that's the thing. I'm thinking like somebody wants to build one of these models. You're gonna open up the directions and be like, "What am I doing?" And then the problem is like you might get to a step and you're like, "Shit, I really should have done something else first. Right, which uh, the newer kits have done a lot better with this yeah. than the older kits have, but it's it's you can't you can't teach experience. I try to paint so. everything on the on the sprues before I take them off. Yeah, hundred percent. That way, it's a lot can, easier. Yeah, it's a lot easier. And you just clean stuff up. It's easier to hold. Yep. Except for like exhaust, because you got to clean off the mold lines. Anything. That's Otherwise, you get the separation roll things. gauges, exhaust. Yeah. But whatever, it's. There's a lot of there's a lot of little tricks you pick up over the over the years of doing it, and we could spend all day talking about that. But I don't think the majority of our audience wants to hear the an uh, hour of model well, car. Yeah, talk. maybe not all yeah. hour model car stuff, but every now and then. So anyway, Evo 10 is moving along. Hopefully, I'll have that done by the end of the weekend. I'll put some more pictures of that on uh, Instagram. Yep. And so. speaking of scale cars, we still have the drawings of cars. The um, coloring contest still going on. That's right. Which we're working on a prize right now. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out. There'll be a surprise. So there will be a prize. At least one prize, maybe two for digital. And we for... do have a couple entries. Absolutely. We have a few entries. Should we... I guess we'll just post them all at the end. Yeah, not right as we go along. At the end, we'll post all them right, all. We'll and... post them all at the end. That way, nobody's trying to like one-up each other. Oh, they could one-up each other. Nah. nah. We'll, we'll, no, no, no. we'll, we'll, we'll post, post them all, all at the end. end. But there are entries, so don't miss out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, don't think we forgot about it. We did not forget about nope. it. And there will be a cool prize. It'll be... We're not sure yet, but it'll either be a diecast or a model or something cool that fits in the theme of the show. Sure. Which is off topic, so it could be anything. It could yeah. be a bowl of soup. I don't know. That'd be hard to mail. <laughs> a can of soup, then. A can of soup. Okay. No, but it won't be. It'll be, it'll be a model car or a diecast car or a selection of smaller diecasts. We'll see what it is. We'll figure out something. Mm-hmm. We'll put together something cool. So, what's today's topic? Uh, well, we went over your car history last week. Yes, I took over the whole show. We plan on talking about both of our car histories. So, yeah, so I think we're going to do mine this week. Excellent. Which mine is significantly shorter. Well, mine would have been a lot longer if we talked about all of them. There's been so many of yeah, them. Yeah, we, the we, so we had to uh, abridge it. Abridge yours, yeah. <laughs> it was the Cliff Notes version of Brad's car history. Yeah, because I, I am not as prolific with my car purchases. Uh, you, you, the problem is you send me all the Craigslist links that I wind up buying, so you, you live vicariously through me. It's true. So to buy them all. Yeah, exactly. You should help me work on them. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Well, anyway. What do we start with? Uh, let's start with my first car. Okay. Which what? I have fond memories of. Uh, and it's not as lack of gas door. No, I fixed, I think I fixed that. I don't remember. No. Well, anyway, it was, uh, as most first cars, it was a hand-me-down. Yes, from your grandfather, correct? Yeah, my grandfather. So in the year 2000... He bought in the year two. Yeah. yeah, he bought a brand new Volvo uh, S70. Yes, sedan, which brand, currently brand today has fifteen thousand miles on it. No, no, it's it's close to sixty. Oh, really? Went that high? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's seventeen years old. So yeah, 60, yeah. Miles. Well, he, saw, he well, he finally sold the New Yorker. 
Yes. That's so, when he started driving the yes. Volvo. Because so. for the first, like, five or six years of his life, it only had, like, 5,000 miles on it. Yep. Anyway, so you but got I, his hand-me-down, which was a? It was a... He loves Volvo. So it was a Volvo... It was an 86 Volvo 740 GLE. It was a good-looking car. I like the, the boxy 740s. Yeah, and it was a cool color combination. Yeah, it was silver on, a, like, a blood-red leather. Right. But it wasn't the turbo model. Nope. Nope. And it was automatic. Yep, so we dubbed it the... It was the Silver Slug. Yes, the Silver Slug. But it had a sunroof, and it had power windows. It was a perfect first car, honestly. It had a manual antenna that I had to put up. It was supposed to be a power antenna. It was supposed to be a power antenna. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go to leave work, and I want to listen to the radio. You'd so pull over. Pull it. No, I, yeah, I'd walk out of the parking lot and pull the antenna up. So That's I could, fine. So I could listen to the radio on the ride home. It, was, it wasn't a bad car. It was a good first car. It was a good, solid, sturdy, safe car. Yeah, it was Perfect fun. teenager car. Worked great. I'd get a 740 from my daughter for her first car. Ran great. That car's like really old now. <laughs> but they made those to like... <laughs> no, into, well, into the mid-90s, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And then, then the... Then they did like a refresh and they called them an S90 or something. Yeah. And it's it was the same damn car. That car lived forever. As Volvos generally do. They don't... They stick to something. To the well, yeah. The, eight, eight, the 850 chassis came out in 93. Yep. And then that went on all the way through the 60 and 70 series till 2003 or 4. I, I don't know. Exactly I think it was 02 or 03. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah. But I mean, look at the 240 chassis. That went from the started as like the, the, the 160 or whatever mm-hmm. in the 70s. Yeah. Or like the late 60s, was it even? And that went all the way to the 90s. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, 240s, I think they made over a million cars. Oh, easily. Yeah. So what happened to that car? Uh, I sold it. Unceremoniously sold off the free car you gifted to your great grandfather. Yeah. Oh, it had a blue fender too. Did it have a blue fender? Yeah, because one of the fenders was rotted, so we went down to the local Volvo mechanic and they had a, a junk car out back. I don't remember that. Yep, it had a blue. So it was like an ice blue fender. It was almost silver. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's why I don't but remember. it was on the passenger side, so I never saw it. So it didn't bother you. So I just forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> so what replaced that? Uh, I got. What, 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 yeah. What was the replacement for that? See, I only had that Volvo for like, from like April or something to like August of that same year. That wasn't very long. It wasn't very long because I worked all summer and then I bought an Eagle Talon. Yes, you did. Because I, you had. I, I apologize. Yeah. It's entirely. Not only is it 100% my fault because I had one and you liked it, but I also had the one you bought. <laughs> well, yeah, you found it for me. Yeah. So I ended up buying it. was. It was super cheap. We were talking about how cheap it was. So it was thirteen hundred dollars, I think. Yeah, because it was in nineteen ninety, and I bought it in two thousand one. Right. So it was ten years old. Eleven it was years old. Ten years old, yeah. and it was thirteen hundred dollars. Where can you get? You can't buy a turbocharged all-wheel drive car that's ten years old now for thirteen hundred dollars. What's an 07 WRX worth? Ten grand still. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's insane. Yeah. Well, it was. It was a little cheaper, probably, than it should have been. It was. It was definitely undervalued. Because I bought it from, I, I bought it with the intention of, of flipping it for money, and then you're like, I really like that car, and I was like, all right, well, you can have it for what I paid for it, obviously. Yeah. Because I bought it from a kid that I went to high school with. Yeah. Um, and it was just sitting in his yard, so I think he was just kind of, he was done with it. He'd bought a Honda Civic. It hadn't like in the motor didn't blow or anything. It wasn't that. It was just no, like, it was just sitting. And then the, I remember the CV axles were bad. Maybe that's why he gave up on it. Yeah, they were, bad CV joints and the headlights wouldn't go down. They were clacking like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's yeah, it's sat because the pop ups got sticky. Yep. So brought that home, and my dad and I did a bunch of work to it, 
to the axles. Yeah, not probably probably less than five hundred dollars worth of parts. Yeah, it didn't need much. Yeah, so you rented that car for less than two grand when you had yeah. running and driving, and it was in, it was pretty clean. It was super clean. I mean, it's a, it's a really clean car. It, it, it looked kind of ugly where it was sitting because it had been sitting for so long. Yeah. But once you spent some time polishing it and cleaning it, and it, that car, I mean, it still looks the same today. <laughs> well, yeah, I stopped. I stopped driving it every day in 2004. So. Right, but if you look at the car now and you say that that's a really clean car, and you said, yeah, I bought it as pretty much somebody thought it was junk in the yard for $1,300, that's yeah. like no way, you yeah. know, because the car looks that nice. Mm-hmm. And you haven't painted it or anything. It's all like original paint except for that one quarter panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And a little bit of rot that it has. It's just a New England, Eagle Talon. They're all the same. Yeah. You know, it's, most of it's underneath the plastic panels anyway. Yeah, so. but it didn't progress because I didn't If you didn't it. tell anybody, they wouldn't even look I at it. Stopped drink- I stopped drinking it. You stopped drinking it? <laughs> I stopped driving it in the rain. I stopped drinking oh, and driving. driving so. it in the, uh, yeah. the snow. I still drive in the rain if I had to, but... Yeah, exactly. You stopped driving it in weather with there's salt on the roads. Right. So that needs to be fixed. But it's so, nothing real. So that's a car I still own. Correct. So that car I've had, 2001, this year makes 16, 16 years. 16 years, yeah. Wow, that car's as old as you were when you bought it. Yeah. <laughs> it had, had it as long Shit. as you were old when you bought it. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a very cool car. I'm glad you still have it because I've owned that for half my life. I, Holy crap! I, I really wish I still had mine. I, I'm I'm jealous that you still have yours because that was still, despite all the tales of woe that I told on mine last week, it was one of my favorite cars. Well, mine is too because in like 2003. I was driving home. It was a pouring rainstorm in our neighborhood, and one of the drains clogged. And I was only 19. I was like, no big deal. I'll just, this is a rally car. I'll just drive through that. I'll just rally through that puddle. Yes. And then that hydro locked it. Yes, it did. And I sent the number one piston through the cylinder wall. Yes. And I remember it was a big hole, too. It was a huge hole. Yeah, it that. exploded. Yeah. So I remember you were very angry that day. Yeah. Well, it was such a stupid thing. I just didn't realize what I was doing. But as we are, when we're 19, so. As all the stories of my talent go. You yes. learn from my mistakes, but I never hydrolocked it. So you had one more mistake to learn. That's right. <laughs> so regardless, uh, my dad and I spent a bunch of time and we rebuilt. And a bunch of money. Yeah. Not too much money, but that was, uh, so it got rebuilt uh, and that's how it ended up with, it's got a six bolt. The car was always a six bolt car. Yeah, it's a 90s. But I got another six bolt, which I paid like $90 for. Right. Again, they were so cheap. Back we're dating, then. dating ourselves. Yeah, and it's got and that was a that was a full long block. That was no, just no, a short block. No, no, it was a short block. Oh, okay. Got off of eBay. This is when you can get good stuff. On eBay. Good stuff off eBay. Yeah. People actually put good used things on eBay, and you can get deals. So put that engine in, um, but modified it. So it's a, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's got stock crank. Uh, was that the dog? That was definitely the dog. Yeah. Oh my god! Dog farting on the table. <laughs> Enzo. Uh, anyway, because so I was stock, so stock crank, stock crank, uh, Clavette bearings. Uh, it has Eagle HP rods with Arrayus nine to one pistons, which is all the hot setup at the at the time. Yeah, so it's not the original compression ratio. I think it was like eight and a half to one or something. It was low, mm-hmm. so it's got higher compression. And then the head is stock. I didn't even import the head, but it's got. Uh, Stage two cams. <laughs> Stage. Stage two. It's uh which are like Crower. They are two seventy two. They're basically the two sixty four, two seventy two combo. That's what makes them stage two. Right. So it's got that nice lump at idle. It's 
got a uh, it's got a timing belt is blue. It's a Kevlar. It's Kevlar. Yeah. It's a Kevlar timing belt. It still has the balance shafts. Also Kevlar. It's Kevlar balance belt. Uh, uh, what else did I do to it? Oh, it's got Evo three sixteen G, which I bought for brand an actual. 16G. These are before the Chinese copies existed. Right. It was a brand new Mitsubishi Turbo. It was a brand Turbo. new Mitsubishi Turbo, ported, $700. Yeah, which now that's probably double that. Right? It's like, they're, yeah, they're about double that, I think. I could basically sell it for what I bought it for now. Used, yeah, exactly. Uh, second gen manifold ported. What else to do that engine? I think that's about it as far as the engine goes. Oh, it's got 550. RC550 injectors. Mm-hmm. Got a bigger pump too, right? Yep. A 190 pump. Uh, DSM the Whopper link. 190. Yep. The old school DSM link too, right? Yeah, yeah it's got version 2. I haven't yeah. upgraded yet. I'm, they're going to think I'm crazy when I finally upgrade because I just haven't gotten to it. They're right. Like, Who the hell is this guy? Because I'm the original owner. I'm still registered. Like, it's registered my serial number. That's funny. So... Who, who's this old man still tuning his DSM yeah. and DSM link version 2? This guy been in a coma for 10 years and he just pulled his car out of the garage? Or maybe well, was the in, car's been in a coma, yeah. yeah. Maybe I was in jail. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a jail car. It's a jail car. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some jail carness to it. The intake tubes are red and the valve yeah, covers valve are red. red. And it has wheels that you probably can't even buy anymore. I, I don't think you can buy Rota Sub-Zeros anymore. Yeah. They're, they're knockoffs of the... What were they knockoffs of? The racing Heart? Something maybe C two or C five or something like that. Yeah, you know. but they're good looking wheel. And despite what everybody says, they've lasted a long time. Even though they've had them since two thousand three, and yeah. they haven't exploded. And you've autocrossed on them, I think, right? No, I never, no. never did anything with that car. Actually, they. That's the other thing. That's that's what I need to do this spring is put new tires on it because the tires are from two thousand three. Yeah, they're pretty old and they're worn out. <laughs> so I really haven't been driving. They're pretty it choppy too. Yeah, they're not good. They got to go. So that's next. I've offered you a thousand times to use my old 16-inch alloys. You always say no, but no, the I, on the table I've, again. No, because I've got the HREs. Yeah, but they don't fit. No, they fit. they got to be rebuilt. No, no, they fit. The tires that are on them are too wide. Oh, is that what it if is? If I put a narrower tire and then some camera bolts in the front, it'll totally fit. It, it tucks in the rear. It's fine. Okay. So that's... Well, if it doesn't work out, second option is you can use my wheels. Yeah. So that's pretty much the way the car sat from 2004 till now. Except for the transmission. Yeah, we we covered that last week where I swapped yeah. the transmission. The, the fresh rebuild out of my junk yeah. car. Yeah, because I broke my transmission at one point. And then it, so we swapped that in there. So the car has basically been sitting in storage. I've driven it occasionally. It's registered and stuff. Yeah, it gets started and idled. And but it's pretty much as it was from, garage to garage. from 2004. And now this year, that's one of the things... I want to get it running again. Well, it runs. I want to get it set up again and done right. Yeah, get it daily drivable again. Yeah, do the brakes over, new tires, put the new wheels on it, clean it up a bit. Maybe next year have the rust repaired because it's not like... It's not necessary. A, you can't see it. B, it's not getting any worse. I wouldn't even worry about it right now. I want to take care of it. I mean, absolutely take care I, of it. I know it's there, so it's bothering me. No, 100%. You absolutely take care of it. I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rush to get it done right now. It's no. not, not an emergency. Get the car running good again first, then worry about it after. But anyway, so that, that's that car. But while I was doing all that stuff to it. Because the car was down. Because the car was down, I got another car. Yes. I got a Volvo 240. Which was also what color? It's also silver. Yes. On black. 
which had the weirdest anti-theft system I've ever seen. Oh, it had like an old like spies like spy movie keypad on the dash. Yes. Yeah. Which I had the code. They gave us the code because I bought it as like I used from a use from the, the uh, Volvo, Volvo dealer, dealer yeah. as a trade-in, the, like the, the original owner. So you put in the code and the car would start. And then, like, one day we were messing around, and we just ran our hand down the keypad. It was and like it a phone yeah. keypad, and it just started. <laughs> yeah. It's like you just confused it. Just, it. it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. I forgot about that stupid little thing. Yeah. So that was that was what dubbed the... That was the Silver Slug 2. Right, because it was, like, the newer version of the old Silver Slug. Yeah. Because was... it was also a four-cylinder backed by a woefully horrible automatic transmission. Those Volvos with automatics, 240s. I mean, put your kids in them because they're slow as hell. Yeah, exactly. It's a good first car. It's a good, safe, solid first car, but it is a slow car. I still want one, though. With a manual transmission. With a manual transmission. Yeah. Well, I want to – isn't the hut set up to swap in a front-wheel drive turbo motor into it? I've seen a few done that way. We go to the imports at Carlisle show. There's usually a few with like the – Like a five-cylinder turbo? Five-cylinder turbo. What people yeah. do? Because I kind of want to do that. That's something that's on my list of, of Someday cars to, to do is like a, either a Volvo or a Sedan. I'd like a chrome bumper car, though. An early one. Yep. An early one. Yeah, because this was a later car. This was like a 93, 94. I mean, because like the super crazy swap is I'd put a 4G6 in it. But that's like to me. Yeah. Like that's some, that's to something <laughs> also, I would do. There's also a 4G63 Volvo local. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Brad Anderson's friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt something. He has a, I think it's a 740, though. And I don't want to do the 5-liter. I mean, that's cool. I would do the 5-liter. Yeah, it is kind of cool. It is pretty swap. cool. But so I have like a funny the, story like about the your Paul Volvo. Newman swap. But I, I think like the, the Volvo, keep it in the family, like a Volvo turbo engine swap. Yeah, the B-series Volvo, what do they call it? Whatever that it would is. be pretty cool. So one day, I forget why, but Joey and I were driving your Volvo. Yeah. And we were at the restaurant in Salem at the time, the uh, the ground round. Yeah. I forget why you weren't in the car. Did you take my car? I took one of your cars. Yeah. So Joey and I are being stupid in your car. Uh, but you told the story since, so this is not new to you. You've nope. heard the story. I know. But we tried to do a burnout in your car. Like, we tried to do a brake stand, I should say. So we sat there in the parking lot, in the sand, on top of it. It was not even on dry pavement. And... We brake torqued the thing over and really, really tried to brake tires loose, and the car would not spin the tires mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And then it made a funny noise. And then we said we should probably stop. Yep. So we pulled out of the parking lot, and the car wouldn't shift out of first gear. <laughs> so we drove the car all the way back to your house a couple miles away in first gear, parked it, put it in park, shut it off, and walked away and said, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> so the next day, you went out to the car, obviously. And the car started right up, and it shifted fine. So obviously we overheated something, whether it was a torque converter or something in the transmission. I don't know what it was. But thank God we didn't blow the transmission up in that car because we would have been so pissed. But I remember Joey's kind of looked at me and we were like, it's, it's going to be fine. We're just going to walk away, and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> we broke all the motor mounts in it. By doing stupid stuff like that. I we remember were... you drifted into a curb one day with that car, too. No. At the, the snow parking lot? Mm-mm. No? Wasn't that car? Mm. I could have sworn that was you. Nope. No, we did. We did go to see. This is how long ago it was. It was opening weekend for the Last Samurai, the movie Last the Samurai, the movie the Last Samurai, the Tom Cruise movie. Wow! So it was, and it was in the winter time, and we went into the movie knowing a nor'easter was coming. And we came outside. It was all we went in. It wasn't snowing. We came out because it was like a stupid three hour long movie. Right. It was a stupid movie. I it was a terrible it. movie. Yeah. Don't fucking see that movie. Don't waste <laughs> your three hours. 
I don't even remember that movie. I've only seen it once. Sorry, in theater. I remember the Best Buy parking lot afterwards, but I don't remember the movie itself. <laughs> yeah, there's there's video somewhere of us drifting around in the parking lot. Right. Was that the time the cop came up? No. Or was that the time with the tractor? The tractor's coming down? Nope. And nope. Run nope. The, tractor? the mall security came up, and the guy was like, all right, whatever. Just, oh, okay. I don't care. So what, what were we in when Joey convinced the cop to do a donut in his car after he yelled at us? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, oh. Maybe I wasn't with you. Yeah, maybe not. I'm pretty sure it was Joey. It was, we were doing a donut somewhere. I know I was snow. in that car, and I left work, and there was a Lowe's behind my work, and I was fooling around in the parking lot in a snowstorm, and, the, and the, the cop came up and pulled me over. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh. nothing. He's like, do you work here? I was like, uh, next door. He's like, all right, just leave. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they can't really get too mad at you, because it means it's a big open parking lot. And no it was cares. snowing. It was I was trying snowing, to learn how to control my car. Exactly. It's rally school. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So anyway, so that car was terrible. Now, I had that like over the winter, and then in the yep. spring, you were like, "I've had this car enough. I can't do this anymore." It's yeah, awful. I, I worked at a dealership, and uh, a 2000 Civic Si got traded in. A woman bought a Infiniti i30 instead. Horrible decision. Okay, whatever. So, anyways, I ended up with a 2000 Civic Si that had like 80,000 miles. That's a really nice car. <laughs> Electron Blue Pearl. Yep. The classic SI color. Yep. It had the spoiler. And had the yeah, the rear spoiler. It had the front lip spoiler. Which like all the SIs had that, right? Not all of them had rear spoilers. They all had the front lip spoiler though. Yeah. And yeah, it was a real car. A real SI. Yep. Wasn't a badged. Nope. And uh that was a f- super, super fun car. I had that for ooh, all the way to like I yeah, got for it a like few years. Oh four, I had it to like oh six. So you set that car all up too with coils and you know different shifter and the intake mm-hmm. and tires and wheels. Had the password JDM knockoff of the Jay's racing intake. Yep. The big carbon one that was like a used to call it a whale dick. Yeah, so they called it on the online forums. Yep. And uh so that's basically all I did the engine on that. That was that made it sound super cool. Right. Stock exhaust with a big intake, because it didn't have that annoying Honda sound. Yeah, it. so all you heard was was VTEC when you got into VTEC. Yeah. It was a fun car. Super fun. I had a Skunk 2 shifter. Yep. I had, uh, I don't know what this company was, Omnipower coilovers. Yes. Which I think is like the version of like K-Sport nowadays. Yeah, I don't know what happened to them. But I still see Civics running around with his Beaks kits that I had for the rear sway bar. The one that connects the... Yeah, I put an an ITR rear rear sway bar in it Mm -hmm. instead of the stock one. Uh, what else did I... I didn't do much else other than that. Wheels and tires, that was about it. Yeah, I just put, like, um, I had Rota the autocross wheels. They got hit, like, twice in a week, and he had the whole car painted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was... Yeah, my mom backed into it. Yeah, and then that. I got rear-ended, like, a week later. Yep. So you want to get the whole car painted, it's looking mm-hmm. brand new again. The, uh... They were called Rota autocrosses? Yeah, the Auto-X. Yeah. It was a black four-spoke with a red anti With a red lip. lip. Which looked really cool in the blue car, despite what it might look like in your head. Mm -hmm. No, it was really cool looking. I've I've had Rotas on a bunch of cars. I had the Rota T37 knockoffs on that, too, at one point. They were too big. They bought 16s, They were 16s. Yeah, they were too big. I sold them. I sold them. And then I had four autocrosses. They were the knockoff of the spoon wheels, the Regamaster wheels. Yep. Rota, Rota Slipstream. They weren't even Rota slipstreams. They were like oh, they were a knockoff like... of the Rota slipstreams. <laughs> there, there was this company that was selling. You could buy Falcon Azenuses with tires and wheels for like super, super cheap. Yeah, for like five hundred bucks. 
and that's why I bought them for. And I would only swap them on for for autocrosses. So we here at Auto Off Topic are not um, wheel elitists. <laughs> We're told okay if you have a budget. Road is yeah. All day, I don't give a fuck. Like we have nice wheels on cars too. We bought for Carl. We'll talk about later the braids from Spain that were custom made for the car. Yeah. And, but as far as a general everyday wheel goes, if you let me drive in the car every day, you know, parking fine. it everywhere, I, I have no issue with people running rotas. I have rotas on a couple of cars too. That is greatly exaggerated. Yeah, I have my Cressida has rotas on it. My Sapporo has rotas on it. Despite what the internet tells you, your yeah. wheels will not explode. No, I mean they might explode if you get in a situation where any other wheel might explode. But yeah. I don't think there's ever an issue. If you hit a curb at 80 miles an hour, then, yeah, the wheel's probably going to break. It's going to break no matter what, yeah. I never had one come apart on the highway. And I've I've had on my Sapporo since I've owned it, only because the tires are brand new when I got it. Mm -hmm. And it's had a really wide set of the TE37V knockoffs Mm -hmm. with, like, stretched Toyota, like, super stretched Toyota tires on it. And I've never, even with the stretched tires, had a problem with the wheels. So The Civic was interesting because... The entire time I owned it, it never got broken into, and it never got stolen. Which is rare for a Civic Si because in you this lived area. Yeah. in uh, a city that wasn't. You lived in a city that wasn't uh, like the nicest city, and an area that was, was it kind in of known. Yeah, I lived in Lynn. It's called Lynn Lynn, the city of sin. It was yeah. not a great place, and in an area that was like probably known for theft. Yeah, very much so. So, and I used to park over there by your house all the time. No problems. Never had an issue. No, which is strange because those cars always get stolen. Always, because they're super easy to steal. Yep, and the parts fit everything. Yes. Which comes to the next thing, is when I traded it in, that's when it got stolen. At the dealership the next day. From the dealership. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe somebody knew they got traded in or whatever. It's a bit of work there, it was an inside job. Who knows. Yeah. But I got, uh, like, a letter when they recovered it from the... Oh, yeah, because you were the last registered owner. Yes, yeah. from the towing yard, wherever it was, in, like, Lawrence somewhere. Yep. And they were like, you owe, like, this much money? I was like, no, I don't. Yeah, definitely uh, not. <laughs> I, like, called him up. I was like, I don't own the car anymore. And the guy's like, argh, argh, you got to you know, fax it to me. I was like, well, all right. So I just, like, faxed in the purchase and sales agreement. I was like, uh, not the owner anymore. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I remember that, actually. I tried to get money out of you. Cause it was like a, yeah, it was like a carcass of a car. They so wanted, what like, did you uh, trade that in on when it got stolen? See, having a dealer – working a dealership is – Sort of beneficial and sort of not. Mm-hmm. A guy traded in a 2006 STI. No, 2005 STI yeah. in 2006. It only had 21,000 miles on it. And it was black and pretty. It was black and perfect. And I bought it for $21,000. Right, which is like giving it away at that point. Yeah, the the used car manager liked me. He was just like, eh, whatever. I'll just sell it to you for, it was like whatever they were 100 bucks over. Yeah, exactly. It was so stupid cheap because those cars are those are again those cars are worth way more now. Yep. Same thing with clean SIs. Yeah, I think he paid nine grand for the SI, didn't he? Was something like that or ten? Yeah, that was cheap money at yeah. the time. Yeah, but, yeah, that was cheap money too. But if you wanted a clean 2000 SI now, it's like seven grand. Yeah, which is not much less than you paid for it then. No. <laughs> which, if you want a clean SI now, it's still worth seven grand. Yeah, awesome cars. And I tried to sell mine back then. I was asking like seven grand. And people were like, "You're crazy." I'm like, "Oh, it's a pretty nice yeah. car." Well, I remember that when you traded it in, you called me and you're like, "Hey, they're offering me this for trade, and do you want to buy the car?" And I was like, "I really do, but I can't right now, yeah. man." Well, you had the Evo at the time, exactly. So I had a huge and car. What payment. we probably should have figured out is a because you needed to lower your car payment, and I, I was moving Evo. out of my cheap apartment in Lynn. So we probably should have done like a car swap thing but we didn't, didn't do it no. think about it right so 
regardless, I ended up with an STI, mm-hmm. not an STD. It's a dark, <laughs> dark point in Andrew's life. You wound up with a Subaru. What is that? I like that car. I know. It was I nice like that car, car a lot. It was, it was a nice car. I like the car a lot too. I, I just, I'll forever make fun of it because at the time I had my Evo and I like my Evo better because I feel that the Evo was a little more direct of a car and the STI was a little more of a, it was a little more compromised for daily driving comfort. And, yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> it's compromised as a early STI can be. Yeah. It's not a luxury car by any means, but. Mm-hmm. The Evo was, was always seemed to be more ridiculous of a car, like just ridiculous. Like, why why do you buy the car and drive it every day? It's just it's stupid. <laughs> that was a fun car. I had that for about two years. Yeah, pretty much the same setup you had in that yeah, car. Yeah, you had in the SDI. I had coils. Ze- I had and... Zeal functions. I had real nice coilers on it. Yep. Zeal function version sixes. I had a turbo back exhaust. The Apex Noir with the yeah the Apex I yeah Noir. So it was just like a flat black can. Yep, it sounded really good. It was really quiet. You also, you also had the typical, at the time, it wasn't typical, but now it's the typical Subaru every kid gets first stuff. Yes. Rally armor flaps and hella horns. <laughs> See, I had old school, the hard rally armor flaps. Yeah, you can't before buy it was popular. And then the... You STI hipster. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it was an STI hipster. That car was super clean, and then... Now it's junk. Now it's junk. Yeah. Not because of you. Nope. Because it's the who bought it after you got rid of it. Yeah. It was trash. Because no, you, tra- you traded that in as well, correct? Mm-hmm. For the... I got the... That was when I got the Evo 10. Okay. And I had that for... Less than a year? No, about two years. Oh, was it that long, really? Yeah, but it didn't get driven for like six months because that was when I blew up my Achilles tendon. Oh, you couldn't drive manual transmission car. Yeah, so the car had... Like when I got rid of it, it had like 12,000 miles on it. Oh, because you bought that brand new. I bought it brand, brand yeah. new. It was a leftover. I bought it in January of 2009. Okay. So it was a year-old car. It was a 2008 I bought in January because they – here's the thing. If somebody tells you in the United States they have a 2009 Evo, they're lying. Okay. Because they didn't sell 2009 Evos. They're all leftover 08s. They were all leftover 08s. They skipped a year and went to 2010 because in 2008, the markets crashed. Remember? Mm-hmm. Recession? Mm-hmm. They had too many cars. So what's their excuse now? Why that, didn't you still buy a new 2015? <laughs> so that was my that was always my excuse. That was my Mitsubishi apologist for the Evo 10 was that it was the right car at the wrong time, the wrong yeah. economy. It was definitely a nicer car than the Evo. It was an Evo excellent, excellent yeah. car that came out in 2008, and then the economy went to shit, and nobody bought them. Right, and then it just they couldn't do anything with it. They never developed it anymore. Have they held their value as much as the 8s and 9s have? Or have they kind of tanked a little bit? I don't think they've held their value as much as the 8s and 9s. Because the 8s and 9s are still, you know, almost 20 grand for a clean lower mile one. I don't think they have. I think they're probably even because okay. they're newer. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I don't think Because they, they are pretty and they are a good daily driver, like, car. They're nice, they're nice cars. They're super nice the cars. They're one super thing, solid. The one thing I didn't like about it, because it was so solid, it never felt as fast as the older ones. No. Just because it was it like was, it was a much better built car, so he didn't have that fear no, of death. It was he unassumingly fast. fast. Yeah, but whatever. Oh, but I forgot. So in between, so at the same time, I had the STI because I didn't want to drive my all drive car in the wintertime because salt. Right. I bought the. It was my turn for the Mirage. I bought the Mirage off you. The Mirage that I used to have, which we didn't even talk about last week. I don't the think. Rally Mirage. Yeah, we should have talked about it. We didn't. Do you want to do the history of the Rally Mirage first, then? Uh, sure. Real quick, the history history of the Rally Mirage. I bought my father bought the car 
Yeah. Now, he went to – he was a, a appraiser for the insurance company, and he went to a shop that both of us knew the owner. And the owner of the shop's like, hey, this is when I had the Eagle Talon. So he what goes, year was this? This is 1999 or 2000. Okay, it's a 95 so the car is five years old. Yeah. Like, like it's a five-year-old car. Yeah. Um, it had gotten smashed light in the front. It needed a bumper cover, a headlight, a little radiator um, support pole, and a hood and a fender. Um, not much work at all. No airbags blew or anything. So this is a five-year-old car. And he goes, hey, one of my customers had a uh, crash with their car. It's an old Mitsubishi. I think your son's into those little Mitsubishis, isn't he? I thought I was like, oh, it depends on what it is. And he goes, what's well, out back? We'll take a look at it. You can have it for what I'm into it for. And I thought I was like, all right, we'll take a look at it. And he called me and he said, hey, do you have any interest in a 95 Mirage? I was like, eh, not really. Because <laughs> what am I going to do with a 95 Mirage? Yeah. I had no idea what they were really. It wasn't an Eclipse. It wasn't anything I was familiar with. Um, and he goes, all right, well, we'll think about it. So he went back in the office and he said to the guy, he's like, oh, I don't know if he really needs it or not. And he goes, you can have it for $200. And my father was like, for two hundred dollars, I'll find a home for it. Yeah. <laughs> so we paid two hundred dollars for a five-year-old Mirage, uh, and it wound up being one of the greatest car purchases of our entire car history. Um, it sat in my yard. My how father. Many, how many miles were on it when seventy something thousand? Okay, so in, in nineteen ninety-nine, there's seventy thousand miles on it. It might, it might have been two thousand. So like I said, but anyway, it had, didn't have many miles on it. Um, so basically the person crashed it, they spent the insurance check on God knows what, and never got the car fixed. Well, they were driving a Mirage, so. Yeah, well, what does that mean? I love I Mirages. Know. We love Mirage people. Yep. Uh, people who buy small cars are smart. They're not all questionable people. Uh, anyway, um, the car had like 70-something thousand miles on it. It wasn't a ton of miles. It sat in my parents' yard for a little while. I wasn't really interested in it, and then I got rid of my Audi, I think, or I got rid of something. I didn't have a winter car, and I was like, oh, I kind of want that car. And then I called my father, and he's like, oh, I gave it to your sister. And I was like, oh, that stinks. He's like, but you can have her old Blazer, because she had like an 88 or 89 oh, S10, S10 Blazer. Blazer. Always comes back to yeah, the s exactly. Um, he goes, she doesn't feel safe driving it anymore. You can have that. I was like, oh, so it's fine for me to drive it, but she can't drive it? But in, in fairness, she was in college in Keene, New Hampshire, so she had a long you know, commute to college. Um, so she took the Mirage for a few years and uh, never cleaned it, never washed it, never did anything with it, learned, learned how to drive stick in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it came back from her driving it for a couple of years, and it was a little bit rusty because yeah. um, she went to college in Keene, New Hampshire, and never cleaned the salt off of it. Uh, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Um, and I was working like 50 miles from home, so I wound up getting it back from my sister, and I drove it for a few years. Yeah. Up to the point where we rally crossed it a few times. No, this is like 2005, 2006. Yeah, 2006 ish. Now we're still into the car. I mean, even with the repair in the front of the car, we were into the car for sub $1,000. Like, we weren't into the car for very much. I think my father traded some guy some other parts or something to help fix his car or fix the car or something. I don't remember what happened, but we're into the car for no money at all. We've had it now for like five or six years. So now the car is like over 150K. Right, because I drove miles. it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I drove it a ton. Yeah. It got 42 miles a gallon on the highway, yep. and I was doing like I, I was doing like 100-mile days in the car. And we rallied across it a few times at that point, I think, when I had it. Yeah. Yeah. So then eventually, I think this is where we found – oh, so this is what happened. I, I had the oh, – how did this happen? You had the STI. 
Yep. And we were going to go rally crossing again. We wanted to get really serious about it. Right. So we were splitting the car, basically, but then I was driving it most of the time. Yeah, you you were, like, dailying the car. Yeah. And then... I I needed some money, and I was like, I'm going to sell the car, and you're like, no, I'll just buy it. Yeah. And then eventually, I... Yeah, I think I, I ended up buying it later on, but I actually bought the white Starion for you and then traded you the Mirage or whatever. That's, that's that's what it was. I wanted the white Starion. Yeah. I didn't have the cash. You did. Yeah. You didn't want the white Starion, but you wanted the Mirage. Yeah. So we paid like $700. $800. $800 for Sorry, the white Starion. Our $800 rule. Yeah. And then I traded you the red Mirage for it afterwards. Yeah. That's what, that, that, that's that what was it was. years later. But yeah. Re- so anyways, we rally crossed that car a shit ton. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot. Like every week. <laughs> and then eventually, I mean, I drove that up to 2013. Correct. Daily. And then I drove it again. And then you drove it again for like a year, and that was when it got smashed into. It was, no, it was more than that. It was two years I drove it for. Really? Yeah, because I drove that when I worked in in, uh, in Hyde Park and in, in Salem and in Marblehead. Holy crap. Yeah. So I drove it for two more years. It only got wrecked last year. Was it last year? No. Yeah. Was, was it two years ago? Was it two years ago now? So it was 2015? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was February of 2015. Yeah. Because I got rid of it when I got my new job and I was riding the train every day. I was like, we don't need two cars. Right. So I bought it back again. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually, I mean, I was calling out the mileage because by the time it finally got towed to the junkyard, it had 230,000 miles on it. Oh, uh, just actually like 237 was where it was at when we yeah. went to the junkyard. I mean, we did all the maintenance to it. I did timing belts and It stuff. was the original motor, original transmission. Yep. And, I mean, that thing got beat hard on yep. the daily. Like, it got really beat hard. Like, we didn't... It was, like, red line shifts everywhere. Did the head gasket once. Timing belt, like, three or four times. Yep. We never put a clutch in it, did we? Uh... It got I, a clutch when my sister had it. Because she learned how to drive five-speed I never put a clutch it. in it. She it got a clutch when my sister was driving it when it had like ninety thousand miles on it. She I put did. a clutch in it because again, again, she was learning how to drive stick. You know. I did front brakes, rear brakes. I did the brakes in when I first had it too. So got at least uh, three or four sets of brakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I put rebuilt calipers in it at one point. Yeah. New control uh, arms. Starter, yeah, new control arms. <laughs> we, new struts. We, we rebuilt the exhaust a thousand times because we ripped it off, oh. rally crossing it all the time. Yeah, exhaust is so stupid. And then finally, it just rotted through the the cross member from the front to rear. Which I fixed. Under the engine. Oh, you had it fixed? Yeah, I, had, I, I fixed that because I couldn't um, – the motor mount was just loose. The motor was loose in the car. And it broke the exhaust again. And it broke the exhaust again, so I had to fix the cross member. That was the last and thing the, I did to the car. And had the exhaust fixed, so you need a sticker. It's right. so annoying. Um, then the car, unfortunately, at 237,000 miles, a driver with no insurance. This blew. car was going to keep going. Oh, well, yeah. We, I would still be driving the car. Yeah. Um, a driver with no insurance blew a stop sign in front of me in a snowstorm. Yeah. So I hit the brakes and there was just nothing. Like it was just, I just slid and T boned them. <laughs> so it wasn't bad. I mean, the car still drove home, but it was bad enough because with a fender mounted, um, it was so rotten just from yeah. being abused on the daily and not taking care of. We didn't take care of the car. We we mechanically took care of the car. I never washed it. We never washed it, never cleaned it. Just it looked it, ugly. It was. It got to a point it was like, eh, washing is not making <laughs> it had, any better. We, we had dents covered in, uh, what was that, uh, digi, digi camo, red and black yeah. digi camo. Because yeah. you couldn't tell there was a dent there. You put digi camo over it. Nope. It was it was an awful, terrible, awesome car. Yes. And the coolest thing you had to do with that car was what? The wheels. Yes. Because we were. Bending, we kept bending the factory wheels because Mitsubishi wheels in the mid '90s are made out of they're made of recycled cheese. aluminum cans, yeah. <laughs> so they're really soft. So I bought uh, from Team Illuminata. He was Susquehanna, doing it. Pennsylvania. Nope, 
No. Oh, Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is that the 911? Yeah, right yeah, TIM. So he's the one of the raid dealers in the U.S. Uh, he's got – he was doing like a stock order. It was like one of the first imports that he did. I got a set of 4 by 100 Yeah, custom made for the car. 14 by 6 Yep. Well, they're not custom made. They're blanks that they have. Yeah, custom drilled for the car. Yeah, custom Special drilled Special order for the car. They're the only ones I know of that are 14 by 6 braids. Yep. In the U.S. And so. there aren't many 4 by 100 braids either. And they're 4 by 100 So I forget the model name of the braid is. I only bought four at the time because they were expensive. I probably should have bought six, but whatever. No, they're still in good shape. I still have them. Yes. They're, I didn't junk the car with them, obviously, because no. they're really nice wheels. No. They're worth more than the car when you no. bought them. <laughs> no, whichever one of us has another 4 by 100 car. Can, yeah, exactly. Can... I was I was the beginning of this winter. Um, my truck wasn't done. I was going to take Deb's Miata and I was going to slap those wheels on the Miata because mm-hmm. they had snow tires on them. Mm-hmm. But then we wound up selling the Miata. So yep. So that was the fun with the Mirage. Uh, that kind of went into the Evo 10. I had that for like a year and a half. I never did anything to that. No, I just drove it and enjoyed it. Just drove it. Uh, well, when I could because my Achilles tenant was busted. Right. Uh, and then I drove. Which actually you drove the Mirage actually, first. Actually, yeah. No, I, I continued to drive the Mirage. Actually, I drove the Mirage the week after I blew my Achilles tendon out. Like it was right. com- it was a complete separation, but I drove a manual transmission with it to work. Mm-hmm. And then I was out- like, "Oh, you're fine." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was awful. You nurse mother. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's yeah. fine. Oh wait, I screwed up. You're not fine. Yeah. She felt really bad. I'm gonna yes. be funny as Andy, but. And then the, I got rid of the Evo tendon. I kept driving the Mirage till like I said till 2013. But yeah. in between that, as a because I used that as a daily uh, in 2010. Well, it's because your girlfriend, now fiance, had the reliable Subaru that you yes. could rely on. But I was still driving the Mirage a lot. Oh, absolutely. Because in 2011, that's when I bought the rolling shell that mm-hmm. became my Galat VR4. Galat VR4. So that was another, that was a $1,500 car. Yeah. Which, which that shell probably that should have been way more than that. Yeah, it's probably a $3,500 shell now. Because it's super like, clean. If, if I were to sell my Galat VR4 with a blown motor, I'd be looking to get four grand out of it. Yeah. Because it was super clean, but it had no engine, no transmission, and the wiring was all fucked up. So right. we didn't know how bad either until we started working on it. <laughs> I knew the wiring was messed up, but I was like, "Nah, whatever, we can fix it." Yeah, and we did. Oh, you did. So yeah, that was another thing that was my dad and I spent probably from 2011 till uh, well, end of yeah 2011 till spring 2012. Yeah, because you didn't do it like hack it back together. You rebuilt the wiring harness from scratch, and you did a really nice job in that car. We'd already done a 4G63 before, but that. Yeah. That engine is much more stock. Mm-hmm. It's basically a stock rebuild, stock turbo. It's got a boost controller on it. Exhaust. Turbo back exhaust, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice, fun car. It's, it's not a drag racer by any means. Yep. Nope, the car is just a nice driving car. And you've driven, it, you've driven it to Texas and back. Yep. So. I've put the shell had 125,000 on it, and now it's got 155,000. So you've done 25,000 miles, 30,000 miles. 30,000 miles. In from 2012 to 2016, so so not daily driven, but driven nope. enough. And, and I've been splitting that up with now in 2015. That was when I bought the 89 Montero, the truck. car, yeah. 800 <laughs> Montero, which is not anymore because you put a lot of work. In no, it, I put but... a shit ton of work into it. So it's basically a brand new 89 Montero now, as far well, as mechanically know, goes. New. Mechanically, it's brand new. Yeah, appearance wise, it's the 89 Montero. Yeah, mechanically, it's a good amount of it's pretty new. Drive it anywhere. And I've been driving that daily instead, mostly. Except for the, I mean, if it's a nice day in the summertime, yeah, I drive keeping the, the, keep the salt again off yeah. the glot. Yeah. And actually, the Montero is more of like I drive it weekly. I drive it like on the weekends because mm-hmm. it's not great on gas. 
They're just not. It no. gets like 20 miles a gallon. Yeah, so no, drive to not, work every day would it's suck. Not, it's not wonderful. So it's good for weekend driving and camping. and. It's very cool for camping and doing off-road driving. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta cover that in a future episode. We'll get to that, but um, that's yeah, amateur's guide off road driving. Yeah, that's my entire car history. There's nothing else. That's it. Well, you had my Yamaha motorcycle for a little while, but you never rode it. I did. I didn't do anything with it. Yeah, you parked at Joey's house. Yeah, <laughs> it's back in my basement now. Yep. Uh, I did nothing with that. Yeah, that's pretty much everything. So now that's good because we we hadn't covered our, our own car, cars. Yeah. Talked about everybody else's stuff. Yep. So that we promise this is the last week we'll talk about our own cars for the whole entire time. Yes. But you know, Just we will now, update our new projects. Now when we're doing project car updates, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. You know what we've had, what we still have, and you'll yep. know how it goes along during our project car updates. So like we said, my project car update today was I bought a new truck. Yep. Andrews was he put his truck up for sale. That's right. Oh, actually I did something else. If you want to go back to project car updates, I did work on the Brown Colt this week. Oh. Because it's skipping. It's been skipping for a while. And yep. I've rebuilt the entire ignition system. Yeah. And it's still skipping. So I did a compression test. Make sure it wasn't like something stupid and everything compression checks out fine. New coil, um, new plug wires, new cap, new rotor, new points. Set the points properly. So the only thing left is the distributor. <laughs> so I don't know if it's got a bad distributor. Um, that's... I'm really not interested in looking at it right now. When the weather breaks, maybe I'll get a little better into it. But now I get the truck to drive, so I'm not worried about it. I do have that parts motor. You can, you can put the brown colt in the bed of the truck. Tow it anywhere, yeah. Just, <laughs> just bring it anywhere you want. It is a big truck and a small car, yes. So that is a you can to, sit to go off topic there. That's back to inside the brown colt, and I can drive the truck for you. You can f- pretend that you're driving the brown colt. No, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. So, well, uh. I think that's a podcast. Sounds good to me. So please uh, like, uh, well, so, sorry, let me start that out. Please rate, review us on iTunes. I guess that really helps. Yes. I'm told. Uh, you can share it with a friend if you like us. Or all of your friends. Or all of your friends. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Auto Off Topic Podcast. That's where you'll find the coloring contest. Yes. Don't forget the coloring contest. I've pinned that to the top of our page. I saw that. Yep. So you can find it. I've kind of put that in a few places, too. A couple of the car pages I've shared it, too. Yes. It is a link to a Google Drive folder. So There's you can download it. Media pictures. You can also see the... the so it's the PDFs are in the Google Drive folder. If you want to look at JPEGs, they're on the uh, Facebook album. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Like we said, we're doing a regular, you can color with pens and pencils, or you can do it digitally, whatever you want to do. Yeah, if you don't want to print it out. So you can do that. Uh, you can follow us on Auto Off Topic on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at Raced in Anger. And, uh, you can follow me at TSISS350 on Instagram. Yep. Um, you can follow my business, Vintage Imports of New England, at Vintage Imports NE on Instagram, and Vintage Imports of New England on Facebook, uh, and the website, VintageImportsNE.com. So, Which my Silver Montero is listed on? It is. It is. And it's Vintage Imports NE, not Vintage Importney. I don't know if you listened to the other podcast this week, uh, Clutch Kick. No. Really good podcast. Yeah. But um, they put a question, uh, listener questions thing up on, on Instagram, um, and I just... I didn't realize what account I was on. I was on the business account, and I asked a question. So they got to they they say who asked the question. He goes, "Oh, it's uh, Vintage Importney," and I was like, "Oh man!" And then uh, Bradley Brunell was on, and he goes, "You know what that is, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." Just, and he's like, "All right." So it was pretty funny. So while well, my truck's for sale on there, it's also on Craigslist. 
Uh, I also said on Craigslist, I was open to trade. So if there's like a really interesting import car, vintage car, something you want to trade, something cool, I'd be down for that, figuring that out. Never actually traded a car, but... How many roses would you take for that car? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry. You're completely derailing the conversation (laughs) right there. So, I think we're going to call that. Yeah, sounds good to me. Keep your cars analog. Have a good night. Good night. See you next week.